Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Somebody called you Karen today, didn't they? Girl, no. Are we recording for real? Yeah. No one called me Karen. I said it myself as a joke when we were like practicing our vocals. Oh, so that someone was you. Oh my God, why are you starting this beef? You didn't even tell me we were recording. You've really got me good. Ambush. Hi. Hey, how are you? I'm tired. I'm happy. I'm grateful. My back is sore. We're in the studio. It's warm. And, uh, yeah, I'm assuming you were hoping that I would just say I'm good. Do you know what? Yeah, just one day, please just say, I'm good. Thank you. How are you? Okay, let's try that again. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for asking. Oh my God. I didn't even know I was nominated. <laughs> how are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm no, good. no, you meant to ask me how I oh, am now. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the me show. How are you? Do you know what? I'm brilliant. Well, I say that, but that's what you want to hear. Yeah. I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. We're still yeah. living this lockdown pandemic life. It's been a while since we recorded. Well, it feels like it anyway. Well, it might not feel like it, you know, in terms of the episodes, but towards it feels like a while, doesn't it? You know, we're mm. recording with just us two. Yeah, I think it's probably because we've been so busy and then things have taken a different turn and then we've been busy again. And it's just, it's especially with the pandemic, short breaks feel really long. It's weird. Oh, yeah, they do. And like, the thing is, you've got to give yourself time to do things, which we I don't even know what I'm saying. The pandemic's got my head good. Yeah. And Y'all can relate. Yeah. And also speaking of breaks, it's really sad when, um, well, it's not really sad. It's quite not funny. But people who had holidays booked are still taking the time off. Oh, my God. How is that funny? Or it's sad? not funny, but it's. <gasps> But you are the horrible person. Edit it out. Just edit it out. Edit like, it out. honestly. It's no, but it's, it's just really sad because people are like, oh, I've got a week off next week. And I'm like, where are you going? Why? Why do you have a week and off? You and you're like, what? oh, because I was supposed to go to mm. Disneyland or Barbados or wherever. But I'm taking the time off anyway. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. It's really shitty for them people, isn't it? Yeah. I don't blame people for taking some time off just for some headspace. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the You Don't Love Me podcast. Oh, yeah, we didn't mention that, did we? Yeah, we didn't. <laughs> I'm Amir. Why are we talking over each other today? I don't know. I don't care. Okay. I'm also Amir, the fat one. <laughs> are you also? Also. I thought you were going to give yourself a new name then. Bushra. No. Like, owl something or other. Because you went, I'm Al, so I'm here. Could you imagine if that was somebody's name? Like, hi, my name's Al. That'd be iconic. Like, you come back here and pick up your toys. <laughs> when we were younger, we used to be like, <gasps> what? 
Imagine in the bedroom, it's like, oh, oh my God, yes, oh, you're so good. <laughs> I hate you. I was going to do like a, you know, something like when we were younger, we used to joke what someone was called stomp and then go stomp, like stomp your foot, come over here or clap and go, come over here. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. Oh, click. Ladies and gentlemen, and those in between, I am pleased to say that we are in the midst of someone very special. We are in the midst of an emo king. Oh, oh God, I like that title. Well, should we call the episode that? You girl, I'm here for it. Emo king. Who is the emo king, Amir? Well, he comes from far away, from 500 years ago, and he came down on this planet to spread emo love and joy. Wife, okay. <laughs> Apparently I am. Why do you think I'm the emo king here? Yes, so Amir is the emo king because you are the most emo person I know or <laughs> I have ever known. <laughs> well, by that, he doesn't mean I'm depressed all the time or anything. No, it's in terms of the me- music and the culture of it. When I met you, you are the most emo South Asian person I'd ever known and the most emo person ever really i don't know a lot of emo people but you know you're the one who opened me to embracing rock music and emo music and opened up my eyes to that world and you know seeing you wearing your black nail polish was you know it was so edgy and like punk <laughs> rock edgy. and liberating i was like oh my god like no, I'm, a rock in a, star. I'm in a fucking groupie i don't know <laughs> <laughs> you're a fucking dick but this important episode is important because when you think South Asian, you think Bollywood and you think everything they see and hi, my name's, you know, chutney, naan, bread and all that jazz, which is cute. It's fun. It's great. But we are migrant children and we live in the Western world. And that is our God given right to embrace other facets of the Western experience, I suppose. And that's something that you've done, haven't you, Amir? Um, well, I try to do. Mm. I think it's something I've completely done. So growing up, I grew up very differently to... You know, lots of my South Asian counterparts, my friends were white predominantly. Um, I was into different music. Um, I was just completely different, living my gay self. And then growing up now and being thrust into this queer South Asian space is really interesting for me. And it does come with difficulties as well. Right. Okay, because I always call it a box. So what I've found sometimes with the South Asian community, and communities have this in general, I'm not like attacking anyone, is um, there's a box that you fit into. You know, and it's like the desi box. Yeah. And it's like, we are browns, therefore we have to do everything desi. And I'm like, oh shit, I don't do everything that's stereotypically desi. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%, 100%, you know. By the way, guys, this episode is my husband dominant. We have decided to... Don't top me. Yeah, well, okay then. (laughs) But we have decided to give him this episode to vent because he needs to i'm not ve- no i'm not venting I'm no just expressing, I, I have i've been having these conversations with a lot of people actually yeah no Thank absolutely you. and it's you embracing a different side of you but yeah no i completely get what you're saying you're south asian public eye box chutney poppadoms naan bread curry tandoori all that jazz great fun bollywood work but there's a lot more to you than that well, I wouldn't even start that the Bollywood thing is me. You know, it's something I have 
um, learned about since being with you. Okay, then, bitch, okay. who are you? It's not something that I... Wait, get, let's get there, girl. Let's get there. <laughs> We're all on a journey all, all, all our lives, girl. Okay. Okay. So uh, well, let's go back. Can I talk about this box, please? Because I love my metaphors. Yeah. So, you know, you're in this South Asian box and I do sometimes feel like once you step out of it, or not even out of it, you offer something different. Like, actually, hey, guys, I'm brown. I don't really speak the language. I like rock music and I love going to gigs and festivals. And I've had people turn around to me and say, oh, God, what's the point? You're white. You're white. Really? Who said that You're white. You? I'm not mentioning names here. No, but you can say ethnicity. Well, brown people. Wow. Yeah, because that is not what being brown is about. And that really frustrates me because for me, I thought, especially all this new movement of, you know, representation, aren't brown people supposed to be represented on in all walks of life, not just when they fit into a stereotype of being stereotypically DC in Bollywood? Don't you think? Yeah, I mean, like I said at the beginning, I think it's important to embrace all facets of life and you know, it's important not to just compartmentalize yourself based like on the word. color of your skin. I like that word, compartmentalize. Hmm. So why do you think people compartmentalize other people then? Because it's easier to deal with them. When you look at somebody, you need for your own sanity to associate them with certain traits. And that is what people will do instantly in order to give themselves peace of mind. So if they see a brown bearded person, they think, you know, I don't know, potentially religious, potentially pious, mm. likely, most likely South Asian, living with their family is either a taxi driver, doctor, engineer, or owns a corner shop, you know? And so they will have that preconceived notion and interact with you accordingly. I'm not saying all people do that, but that, and, and you know, these type of stereotypes play even in uh, American comedy, for example, when they talk about Asian people being great at maths. People do that for the sanity of their own mind. But, you know, I think it's too far of a generalization to make. Just because somebody is South Asian and is bearded brown does not necessarily mean that they are fluent in their native language, for example. It does not necessarily mean that they like Bollywood. It doesn't even have to mean that they like curry. It certainly doesn't mean that their parents most likely work in takeaways or that they are taxi drivers. So mm. it's all about you being you and not being pressurized into uh, being compartmentalized. No, I really like that. I like the idea of not being compartmentalized. And like, I think I agree with you when you say it's easier for people to like assimilate who you are and what you are. It's like, okay, I can deal with this. They're in that box, tick, 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 tick. And when you break, when you do break that box, and I, I do find that I really do break that box because I do like to explore. I like to be true to who I am and what I've grown up with, but I also like to continue to explore parts of me. And we've spoke about this before. I do have the right to, to explore um, Bollywood culture and Desi culture. Yeah, of course. It's part of your heritage, girl. But it doesn't mean people need to demonize the fact that I don't know. I don't know a lot of things, you know, or I can't speak the language or take the piss out of me for it. I don't, I don't like that. You know, there's a difference between shade, which is great. We all love shade and, and then being a dick. Yeah. And be mean. And I don't like that. I don't like that feeling. I don't like the feeling of being treated differently to those that do have that connection with, with the stereotypical DC things that you meant to have a connection with. I don't like that. Bitch, I'm here. I'm brown. And I'm breaking the mold. And I believe every single person should be breaking the fucking mold. You know, if we want us to be represented in all facets of life, we can't just be following one path. Yeah. We need, we need to embrace every single brown person and what they bring and who they are it goes for all races it applies not to just brown people it applies uh, to all races and creeds and cultures so amir now that you are done partially venting for the love of god tell me 
Where do you fit in? We can't put you here, there, and everywhere. Where do we shove you into? What box? First of all, yeah. I don't want to ever fit in anywhere. Okay. Oh, I do, but you know. Um, I feel like in my life, the places where I've truly, truly, truly been accepted and loved and had the best times have been at my concerts, gigs, and festivals. Oh, she's an outdoor queen. Girl, I've always felt like, okay, let's be honest, and people listening know if they've been to these concerts, and I'm not just talking about like, we're going to see Rihanna and Ariana and stuff. I'm talking about full on going to Leeds Fest every year, going to festivals, seeing Metallica, seeing Papa Roach, seeing Alexis on Fire. Do you know what I mean? Seeing Bring Me the Horizon. Seeing Bring Me the Horizon, which I dragged you to once. Seeing, you know, Flood of, play, you know, Flood of Red, Pierce Seville, The Blackout, all these fucking bands, years and years and years and years. And yes, most people there are white, but that doesn't matter Okay, it doesn't, never matter what my race was, what my sexuality was, what gender, anything. Everyone was there for the same reason, the passion, the love. And I took you to a Bring Me The Horizon gig before, and you loved it. I took you? That was a birthday present. Oh, well, you know, I'm saying I took you because it's my band. Yeah, I'd never ever been, but that was the first time I was like, okay, I'll get him tickets as a partial birthday present. And then we went, and it was visually spectacular. It was amazing. I did not appreciate you just giving me your coat and then being swallowed by a mosh pit. (laughs) And I was like, okay, that's great. It's been nice knowing him, and uh, I hope he enjoys being grinded into the human blender that was the mosh pit. But apart from that, yeah, it was great. Do you know what? I'm so glad you got to experience the community of that, though. And it is, a, it is such a community, you know, everyone is there for the passion and love of the music. Mm. These people there, like for us, this music has literally saved and changed our lives. You yeah. know, I remember the era of My Chemical Romance and the Black Parade, which was the most, I, well, not one of the most, the most iconic emo music movement ever. Mm-hmm. That era, people used to go to the gigs with their banners saying the Black Parade, you know, saved my life, My Chemical Romance saved my life. And that was so true to a lot of people. And I remember going wow. to Leeds, literally, year on year since, you know, in your teenage years. Leeds Fest has changed drastically now, but going year on year, camping for five nights, in the mud, in the rain, being brought together by the music, purely the music, is just everything. Going to local gigs every weekend through my teenage years and back in my hometown when they did have local gigs, girl. Oh. I saw Anishikari for a fiver. I'm just saying, you don't even know who the fuck they are, do you? I've heard of them, yeah. Well, I saw them for a fiver. That's all I'm saying. It, they sound like really snazzy trainers. Anishikari's. <laughs> so, taking this, you know, taking this in who I am, and I should embrace this and, you know, love who I am and live for it. It's like, okay, but I want to be, you know, part of every community and sit on every fucking table and lead the tables and everything. So going to the queer desi space, and it's amazing because I have met some queer desi people that like this stuff. Yeah. And it's incredible. I have met some ones that really turn their nose upon it. They're like, oh, these moshers, you know, and really um, looking down on it. I'm like, but you can like what you like. And if it's a passion and I absolutely love it, I need to continue doing me instead of suppressing this side of me to fit into your narrative. You know, we should all be able to sit at the same table and break bread and um, love each other for our similarities and differences. Absolutely. And for all purposes of this metaphor, I am the table. Girl, you'll always be the table. I am the table. So growing up, I did love rock music, emo music, um, metal music, all, you know, all that kind of music. And there was one particular band 
It was really hard to mention now because the lead singer ended up being one of the most prolific paedophiles in British history. Yeah, what a... Well, I mean, that's terrible, that's horrible, but, you know, that band was so revered and even I knew about it and what happened, I mean, we won't probably won't delve too much into it, but it, it rocked the world, didn't it? It really did and it personally, it really rocked my world. I was um, completely heartbroken and devastated. This is a band that I don't know what I literally would have done without them. This is the band that, do you know the year this happened? I, I went to see them 12 times. I met him. I hung out with them. This is a band where I had my, all my walls covered in all their posters and every single uh, magazine newspaper cut out over the course of the years. Everything. Wait, you met the band? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've met them. I'm, uh, I met them quite a few times. Wow. Yeah, they're, they're really, really, let's talk, not talk about the lead singer, but the rest of the guys are so cool, so sweet, lovely guys. All the bands are really cool that we met and hung out with, me and my friends have met and hung out with. Oh, wow. They're all, all really cool, and they have a, lot, have a lot of time for their fans. So that was really heartbreaking, but another, um, one of my favorite bands, who are called The Blackout. Um, and I've got, that's where I got my first tattoo, the hope symbol on my hip bone. That's a band I think I've seen. I always think, is it over 50 times? Or is it over 70 times? I don't really know anymore. Listen, sidestep, what is it about this type of music that does it for you? Ooh, good question. As a comparison, 50s and 60s Bollywood does it for me, and that's very different. So mm. what is it about it? I think it's a few things. So let's take the music that you listen to um, initially. It, the lyrics, first of all, really speak out. They really hit the heart and really hit home. There's some real passion, and it's the musicality as well. It's the instruments with the lyrics Okay, the, in, the instruments are just fantastic. I love hearing that guitar, girl. When you hear that guitar and that bass and it comes in with the drums and oh my fucking God, you get your life. But the lyrics. And then from that, I really think the passion grew when I started going to gigs, Amir, if I'm honest with you. Like, yeah. it was a real sense of community at the gigs. So let's take the blackout, for example. I love the blackout. I can hand on heart say the blackout, there was one or two albums that weren't the best ones in the world. Mm. Okay, but I knew I'd go on that 10-day tour and I'd go with my friends or meet new friends and I'd have the time of my life because they would put on a show. They would give 100 million percent. It'd be like blood, sweat and tears left on the stage. Then they'd go backstage and meet all, then they'd go, you know, outside afterwards, meet all the fans, take all the times with them, message them back and do the works. It was a community. So yeah. built from loving the lyrics and loving the music to loving the community that I was in. Yeah, and the Blackout even had fans uh, as far as Japan, didn't they? Oh, girl, J Japan loved the Blackout. They ate them up every season. See, I think the reason why you like rock emo music is because of all the blood. <laughs> well, it's not all like that, though, is it? Yeah, no, of course That's it's not. It's a stereotype. I tell you what's really, really interesting, with the, the fact that you mentioned lyrics, because I've noticed that a lot of rock music in and that kind of music, the lyrics are to do with hurt and pain and mm. overcoming that mm. and really feeling that emotion and going through that emotion. It's really interesting because one of my favorite music forms is ghazal, which is deeply entrenched in traditional South Asian Indian music. And that is all about heartache and the pain and really going through that emotion. At least my understanding of it is exactly that. And 
even though you do not speak the South Asian languages, you actually do like ghazals. There's a few that you really like. You know that one that's... I love that one so much. It's so haunting, haunting. and devastating. Absolutely. But how interesting that, you know, you like rock music and there are actually comparisons that you could have with mm. traditional South Asian music as well. That, do you know that's so true? The thing is, the music that I like, I don't like many much of the new one. I like the era that I grew up in. Mm. The rock era that I grew up in, the emo era, that's my music and that will stick with me. So, you know, it's, you know, a lot of darkness and overcoming it. But it doesn't mean that way I'm a dark person. Oh, you my know, God. That's a jo- no, that's a joke that we make. It doesn't mean, oh, my God, he's listening to that, therefore he wants to kill himself. No, no. it doesn't mean it's, that it's at all. Passion, it's the passion, is the passion, isn't it? It's the passion. And, you know, when, when, you, when I used to go to festivals every single year, it was... Um, people coming together for music and, you know, apart from getting pissed off your fucking face and mm. literally living your best life and sleeping for two, three hours a night and raving all night, you know, it was centered around the music. I will remember, I'm sorry I'm going off here, but I want, I want to get these memories in. Leeds Fest 2011. I remember this one specifically because, bitch, it rained after that first night and my tent started leaking a tiny bit. You mean it chromaticered? Girl, it chromaticered hard, okay? Rain on me, Girl, me. let me tell my story, bitch. Yeah. And there was one particular day where, um, it was, I was younger, so I'd wait and queue and everything. I don't do that shit anymore. Um, where the lineup was <laughs> incredible. My Chromo was headlining. 30 Seconds Miles was under it. We had Bring Me The Horizon that day. Shout out Bring With Horizon, you fucking legends. The Blackout, The Offspring, Deftones. There were so many great bands. So me and a few of my friends decided that we were going to go and wait on the barrier. So we went down early and we were on the barrier in downpour. I'll never forget. And it was great band after great band after great band. Deftones weren't that great that day. Offspring were phenomenal. Bring With Horizon were just fucking catastrophically amazing. And 30 Seconds to Mars came on stage. Yo, you know how much I love 30 Seconds to Mars. I've been to see them with yep, you in budapest mm. and i will never forget the moment the light came out it stopped raining and Jared Leto stood right in front of me with his naked body and you touched him yes wow were you not thinking about your future husband yeah of course i was and i was thinking Jared Leto was gonna be my future husband <laughs> <laughs> and then michael mccormans came on afterwards and it was a phenomenal set and then trailing back to the tent thinking what am i gonna do Let's go out and party. But like, it is such a community spirit. That's what keeps you going year and year and year. And you see how much I want to go to a concert or a gig, how much I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Also, side note, I was going to shade you, but you moved on too fast. But we're going to go back there anyway. You said, you know, my chem romance and bring me the horizon. That's your type of music. And then it just occurred to me that in like 20 years time, you're going to be one of those people that are like those Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin fans that are like, ugh, I don't understand any of that new muck. Girl, I'm already there. I'm like, oh my God, who are these? The who, children. Well, who are the new Actually, rock fans? I say that, but you know what's so weird? I'm so glad you mentioned this because was it last year, I think last year, the year before, when um, I went to Leeds Fest for the day to go and see um, Kendrick Lamar and Panic at the Disco and Dua Lipa and uh, a few others. Now, Panic at the Disco is a band that I grew up with. And I remember the first gig I went to see them. It was a small place. And then they were like headlining Leeds Fest or, you know, co-headlining. And all the kids were out, babe, screaming and chanting all the lyrics of all the recent albums and stuff. And I'm like, so the bands that were like, essentially that started when I was a teenager to these teenagers now are huge. Wow. They're like 
everything. Like I'm, I'm when I go and see Bring Me the Horizon, and I love all their music from the first album. And when they throw it back to a first album, which they rarely do, girl, us oldies, I say oldies, you know, I'm not that old, but like we come out and the kids are like, oh yeah, okay, cute, what's happening? No, not oldies, but not TikTokers either. Yeah, true, very, mm. very that. Us non-TikTokers. Very that. But I do love going to a gig and seeing people that are like my age, around my age, from these bands. And they're all, I love, my favorite thing is love seeing the metalheads, right? Mm. Full on hardcore metalheads there seeing Paramore. Seeing Fallout Boy, Aww. seeing Good Charlotte. I'm like, yes, bitch, you best know where you came from. <laughs> oh, how wonderful. It's lovely. It's great. And it is a community. And, you know, I keep telling you, you enjoyed the gig, but you really enjoyed, I think you particularly like the indie side of it, don't you? Like Bastille, who are not rock at all, like that kind of rock. Yeah, they're not rock or emo, are they? No, they're not. Yeah. Oh, I love Bastille. Oh, I absolutely love them. Uh, one of my favorite songs of theirs is Bad Blood because... I've never found lyrics that are able to capture the essence of leaving school so well, which sounds really bizarre, but it talks about lost friendships in terms of, you know, you had a friendship and one of the best lyrics in it is as the friendship goes, resentment grows. But, you know, these are the years that bind us forever. And it's so true because you can go through some crucial moments in your life with really strong friends or what you thought were really strong friendships, particularly in university. And then all of a sudden it just disappears and you cannot even fathom as to how you were so close back then. And I thought that that band are amazing. And the lead singer, his voice is amazing. And I don't mean to brag, but I touched his arm in Leeds. <laughs> I just love how you always bring it up. He's like, I touched Bastille. I mean, you know, you touched Dan from Bastille. No, I touched Bastille. Charges are pending against me. <laughs> So yeah, coming back to me and what I love to do, and there was you know so many local gigs and concerts I used to go to all the time, and I was a little rebel, and during university, I used to be like, yeah, I'm just going to take a week or two off and go and follow a band on tour. Tucked, tucked. Get the cheapest hotels, the cheapest megabuses, the cheapest everything, make friends. It was fucking sickening. It was literally the best times of my life, some of them, honestly. Oh, Wow. It was just simply amazing. And just to name drop a few more, you know, you've got We Are The Ocean, you've got From First To Last, you've got all these other bands that are just not really around anymore. And for those that don't know, for those of you that listen to Skrillex, let me tell you something. Skrillex is an emo kid. Really? Yeah, girl. So there's a band called From First To Last, which is one of the best emo bands ever of all time. The lead singer for a few albums was Skrillex. He's called Sonny Moore. I used to know somebody who knew Skrillex. And I think there's this one Skrillex song which I actually liked. And I think it's got like a Santa Claus in it or something. It's a really, really intriguing video. Oh yeah, there we go. It's called Skrillex Bangarang. Yeah, Bangarang. I've seen Skrillex. Bangarang. As, I've seen him as from first to last, but I've seen him as Skrillex at least first as well. Bangarang. And it was sickening. What kind of word is that anyway? So for me, and I know I've ranted a lot about everything I love and how, because I'm really passionate about it. Um, this music and these gigs and concerts, to me, really were escapism. They were escape from the reality. It doesn't matter what you're going through in life. When you get there, uh, music starts. It's like all your troubles go away. I've even been to concerts before where I was like, I'm just too tired for this. I don't know if I'm going to do it. That music starts. And I'm like, girl, I've got this. Get me in that mosh pit. I will never forget the one time I went to see Bring With Horizon in London with two friends. And a few, a few minutes started. We lost one friend. My friend lost a phone. I was good. I was living, I was getting battered and bruised. It was sickening. 
Also, side note, I just want to apologize to you. Oh, why? I feel like I keep staring at you and throwing you off your game whilst you're talking. And the reason why is because you look so cute today. Yeah, he keeps looking at me. I'm like, oh my God, what's happening? Like, oh my God, like, I'm so scared. Is there a booger on my nose? (laughs) I know you are the booger. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. You're adorable. Thank you. But yeah, you look really cute. We do love each other, by the way, guys. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, you really threw me off now. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I was so passionate and now I have to be nice. So, yeah, I want to bring this back around to, you know, the queer desi community and do pose the question of like, so we are queer, we are desi. Can we like anything we want to like? Are we allowed to embrace other facets that don't link to being a Bollywood queen or, you know, your brand being a desi queen? I don't want me to be like, oh, he's just the Asian one. I don't like that anymore. No, Brexit means Brexit. Do you know what I mean, though? He's the Asian one or... He's the Asian one that does this. No, I want to be the person that fucking does it because I'm sickening. But I, I'm Asian. What would your ideal scenario be? Would you like to hold, well, would you like to take emo into a desi night, for example? Oh my God, don't say things like that. Sacrilege. I don't think, I don't know if it'd work though, babe. Really? I don't know how I feel. I don't, I don't know. I really... Don't know. I'd love to mix everything, if I'm honest with you. I'd love to go on a night where all sorts of music mix and combine, rock, pop, Bollywood, hip-hop, and we're just inspired by each other and all the beats. Maybe we should put on a night. Do you know what? If anyone's thinking of anything interesting around this, get in touch with us and we can make something happen. Yeah, and if you're a DJ that wants to put this stuff together, let's do this. In fact, we we have entertainment friends now, so expect a call. Or not. <laughs> Probably so, not. Uh, you know, for me, I I do think sometimes our community... Hold up. Why are we planning a night out in lockdown? <laughs> <laughs> we're like, call us, let's go and get ten. <laughs> oh my God, we're, we're a mess. mess. We actually are a mess. I'm dying for a night out though. Oh, I could do I'm dying for it. Yeah. Same. Literally. Same. So, within our community, our South Asian queer, queer community, we are already... How do I put it? We're already like a struggling community, as it is, we, in terms of representation. Yeah. So when when people are in this community and they are something maybe a bit different, I'm challenging you and, quite, and telling people, embrace this. Embrace these people. Like me, for example. I am not your enemy. You know, just because I don't know my Bollywood and I don't know this and that doesn't make me an enemy. You know, I am here. I'm here to celebrate you. You should be celebrating me as well. We should be celebrating and uplifting each other. Yeah, and I think some. Uh, grievances that I have is sometimes how people react and treat you within mm. the queer South Asian. I didn't space. want to say that because I don't there want to is, be like. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll call it. I'll, I'll call it spade a spade. It, it, there is snobbery towards mm. you because, again, it's all about the compartmentalization of people. And I may be wrong, guys. If you think I'm wrong, do let me know. I, I think that there is snobbery towards you in the sense that the people will look at you and then they will be like. Oh, okay, black nail polish. Oh, okay, tattoos. Oh, you know, seasonal blonde hair. And then it's like, oh, well, where do we put you? You can't be a queer desi. Like, are you someone else? Are you trying to be someone else? And you're not isolated in this, but I haven't quite seen it, you know, in in the same degree as, as it is with yourself. And it can make, I'm sure it can make a person very, very uncomfortable. But also one thing which really pisses me off is people who insist on, 
speaking in a South Asian language or using the odd word full well knowing that you do, do not speak the language and it's your prerogative as to whether you speak the language or not and for cl- absolute clarity South Asia has I would probably say about 40 to 60 different languages that are written differently as well so you know wh- why would you do that and another issue that I have is personally a lot of people who speak the South Asian languages 90% of them don't speak them properly And so I'm just like, it's almost like the blind leading the blind. I'm like, okay, so you don't speak this language very well. You're in the Western world at the risk of being sounding pompous. I do know uh, Hindi and Urdu very, very well. I can read and write Urdu. Yeah, I I know it fluently. I've I've had the privilege of living in the country. So I just don't appreciate people doing this hodgepodge job of speaking the language and then finding a way of feeling superior in front of another desi who can't cannot speak it i'm like what are you gaining from doing that how about this you can't speak the language very well if at all don't try just stick to english do you know what i mean Mm. oh thank you for defending me but you know what i didn't want to say that i do have i have had times especially over the last year, you know, delving this new, into this new community where people have, I've literally said, I don't, I don't understand what you're saying. Yeah, don't speak it. So politely said it. Yeah. But they've, I don't mind people speaking what they want, by the way, you can speak what you want, but when, when I'm having a conversation with you, if I don't understand what you're saying and you can speak English, I just find it really strange how you carry on speaking a language that I don't really understand that well. And it's like, how insecure, do you know what? How, how fucking insecure are you of me? How yes, insecure are you exactly. of me? And you know, I've had instances where people are like, well, Literally, you really shouldn't be here because you really don't know Bollywood. Yeah, that's ridiculous. How dare you? That's outrageous. That's completely that's completely outrageous. But absolutely, we've both been in these situations, and I concur. Yeah, speak whatever language you want. It is your prerogative. It's a free country. Do whatever you want. However, when you are talking to somebody and interacting with them and having a conversation with them you are making an assumption that they do understand the ethnic or regional language that you're speaking. Given the fact that the person you are talking to has categorically said, I'm sorry, I don't understand that language. I cannot interact with you when you are speaking that language. They insist on dropping the odd word within an English conversation. And you just think to yourself, why are you doing this? What To what avail? If you're doing a hodgepodge job of it, it's a bit, I don't know, for someone like me, it's just a bit uncomfortable because I'm thinking, okay, well, do I correct them? Do I not correct them? Do I tell them off? Whatever. And most times I can't help myself. (laughs) Oh, she can't. No, no, absolutely. In fact, there was this one time when we were in a shop and there were a few people doing that whilst talking to us. And I said, I just had to turn around and say, look, you're not doing a great job of speaking the language for the sake of our own sanity here. Stop butchering it and stick to the language that you know best, which is English. That's the tea, though, isn't it? Yeah, that I'm really like, is. why, why? But also, I'm, I'm another reason I think. Oh, why she's people, mad. Another the reason why people do this is because of their own guilt. Because when we were raised, we were raised to speak our native languages, our South Asian languages. That was the proper way, and English was very much considered external. However, the reality became very, very different as we grew up because guess what, guys? The vast majority of people in this country speak English, you know? So what happens is that sort of insecurity develops. And so when somebody sees you, Amir, I think they almost get outraged at the fact that you don't speak it and you're fine with it. So they kind of insist that you try, but there's you don't need to. But, that, but that's the thing. As uh, South Asians, we... 
there shouldn't be a tick list of what we should do and what we shouldn't do and what we're able to do. Yeah. We should be who we want to be and do what the fuck we want to do. And we just, our, we, we are South Asian. We are Desi. That's not our brand. That's who we yes. are. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. oh, he, I don't, he's the Desi one. No, I am. That is who I am anyway. Yeah, it's your decision and your choice as to what it means to be a British person Thank of you. South Asian descent. It's as simple as that. Thank you. And I'm sorry I'm venting, guys. I might edit some of Girl, this out. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, don't be sorry. It's really, I just find it really difficult sometimes because I'm like, okay, so I go in some spaces. I'm like, yeah, he's just the brown one. I go in some spaces and it's like, yeah, he doesn't know anything that's brown. So it's like, where the fuck do I go then? Mm. No, like literally, where the fuck do I go? Why can't I go into any space and be me? And especially within the LGBTQ community, why can't I go into any space, be me, be accepted, and we all celebrate each other. I'm not some evil bitch that's going to come at you. I'm going to come and uplift you because I want to uplift everyone. Yeah, and as far as Bollywood music is concerned, you do like... I love it. You do like Bollywood <laughs> music and you listen to it with me and you like your own songs. And you may not be well versed with the lyrics and you know you understand a tiny bit of it, but that's not a requirement to enjoy mm. a universal language, which is music. Girl, and I'll sit there and watch Bollywood films. I, since meeting Amrit, I've got to explore that. And you know what? I can continue to explore that. Just because yeah. I don't know it well enough doesn't mean I cannot get to know or continue to explore it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's just sad. I am me and I am powerful in being me. And you should be you and you should be confident and powerful in being you. And we should both be able to uplift each other and celebrate our differences. Mm, absolutely. Well said. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I really like that. Oh my god, I defended you today. Oh my today. god, I oh know. Oh my god. So Thank you. So you might come at me with my lack of Bollywood knowledge, but know this: who did a Bollywood night? <laughs> <laughs> I just said I'm not a bitch, and then I became a bitch. Uh, I'm a true gay. You are terrible. You know, and you know, I think it's just important that we uplift each other and if anyone can resonate with any of this please 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 do get in touch you know i love to hear from you you know about not fitting in um in places and why you might feel that way and we can have a discussion about it yeah and listen yes we did do a bollywood night but we made it our own and you embraced your understanding of what bollywood is and your understanding of desi culture and bitch i covered the rest in between us we had it all covered Girl, we're smart bitches and we do the damn thing. That's all I've got to say. Mm, absolutely. You know, and... Um, listen, I, you sounded so busher at the end. Girl, bye. Uh, listen, you got covered and that's all i got to say. Innit, My man? side. <laughs> so I am very happy to be the in, uh, Indian king. <laughs> no, sorry. I'm very happy to be the emo king of this queer community. If you will gracefully accept me, because why not celebrate this? I want to yeah. celebrate how sickening I am. I'm just telling, I'm literally just like, okay, y'all treat me like this. Now take me back and build me up. <laughs> no, what you're really saying is here I am. Mm. I am a part of you. Yes. And accept me for what it is that I bring or don't, but I don't want to hear about it if I don't fit into your sort of mindset. Exactly. And as South Asians, and queer South Asians, we have enough shit to deal with. Why are we fighting with each other and why are we pushing each other aside? You know, let's build these gaps between gay Muslims and gay ex-Muslims and all these different facets and people. Let's bridge these gaps between, you know, your Bollywood queens, your emo queens, your death droppers, your singers, your dancers, your actors. Let's all celebrate each other and what we do in our professional lives and our entertainment lives. I think it's really important that we don't let ourselves get defined by one or two things. 
We can do anything and everything. And that's why we talk about representation in the media. Representation is important. By representation, I don't just mean you have to go on TV or on radio or on anything or podcast or whatever it is and just talk about the stereotypical things that people want to see, expect to see from South Asians. Why are you coming for my gigs, girl? I am coming for you. Okay, Bollywood Chai, part one, part two. I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. Love you. We can talk about that as well, but there's so much more to us than that. And that's why it's amazing. Like, for example, Ryan Lange, he was on Big Flower Fight on Netflix. That was incredible to see because he wasn't going on there because it was a show about Asians. No. He was going on there because he was going on there to represent him, himself in a different show. He represented the queer South Asian community amazingly by doing something about with flowers. So yeah. I want to see, let me just finish. <laughs> I want to see South Asians on radio shows, not just BBC Asian Network though. I want to see them breaking through on all different radio stations. I want to see the South Asian Ant and Deck, where are they at? I want to see South Asians, you know, doing Bake Off and actually presenting Bake Off. I want to see South Asians in all these places, not just because they're South Asian, because they have the talent to warrant themselves to be in them positions. Absolutely, absolutely. And Ryan was obviously on the big flower fight, but you know what? Even during the show, he embraced all facets of, of course himself, he did. I feel, you know, in the very first episode, he made a giant moth. He wasn't there recreating the Taj Mahal or something. Do you know what I mean? He wasn't appropriating himself. He was embracing yes. his skill set in art. Of course. Yeah, that's so true. But if he wanted to make Taj Mahal, he, he could can. do. It's about embracing every part of who you are. And you know what? Don't be scared to just because it doesn't fit a certain box. And you know what? As much as I'm saying that to people listening, I'm saying that to myself oh, as well. 100%. Don't think we're some fully evolved humans over here. I'm a fucking mess. Yeah. <laughs> so to wrap up. You are. South Asian queers, don't fight each other. Build each other up. Slay together. And let's get a South Asian queer weatherman woman person on tv i just want to see that i think it'd be iconic do we not have one a south asian queer weather person well, well what's pretty patel doing then girl ah! oh, oh, i think it's time to wrap up shade <laughs> anyhow um I, was this uh, it are you done venting? i'm done venting. you know what? i could vent for more but i think i i'm I'm done <laughs> are you done venting bitch no i still want to come for people but that's just the taurus in me any bees, guys, thank you so, so much for your love, your support, your commitment. You're committed to us and we're committed to you. And so began the Mutual Admiration Society. But genuinely, it's uh, an unprecedented time, but we've got it together. We're in it together. If you are feeling, you know, some other way, do get in touch. Many of you have messaged us in the past and we've tried to support you in whatever capacity we could, even if it's just to send a message, just to vent and, you know, we can vent back sometimes. Yes. All, that's all what it takes. And this does bring me to a sadder uh, side note, and that is uh, the untimely passing of the Bollywood superstar that was Sushant Singh Rajput. So unfortunately he passed away and uh, by taking his own life. And, you know, that really puts a spotlight on uh, mental health and particularly given the current pandemic. So guys, if you are feeling isolated, if you are feeling like as if nobody's hearing you or you're struggling, do get in touch with whoever you are comfortable uh, in getting in touch with. And let's see each other through these difficult times. Yeah, let's get talking. That's really important. You know, venting, Absolutely. talking, and there will always be someone out there that's going through the same as you. Yeah, yeah. So that's really, really important. Absolutely. Well, thank you so, so much, my dear. If people would like to follow, subscribe, forward, 
You can contact follow us on Instagram at mail. You Don't Love Me Boys. Where would they do it? Instagram at You Don't Love Me Boys. You can click everything on there, like throw things onto your story. Lord. Go on to Twitter, YDLM Boys, like us on Facebook. Give us a good review on Apple, guys. Send Busher some money. You know, do something fun with your life and like just love us. Yeah. And we love you. Oh, well, actually. We love you, but you <laughs> don't, don't love me. me. Emo King. Jung Jingle coming soon, I promise. <laughs> <Jungle>? <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. Bye. In the jungle, the mighty jungle, the emo comes to play. Blood. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>